Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Hi, Spring fans. How are you doing? Welcome to another installment of a beautiful podcast. I hope you're doing well this afternoon. Uh, I'm doing okay. I, I'm better than I expected, if I'm honest. Uh, as you know, I came back from uh, my first in-person conference of the since the pandemic, basically. Uh, just last week, I was in Atlanta, Georgia for the uh, inaugural uh, Dev Nexus show. And I love Dev Nexus, right? That is a, an amazing community event here in the US. And it's uh, it's one of the stars, you know, one of the really good shows out there. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun, saw a lot of friends that I've missed for so, so long. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a, some, some people got COVID, you know, that's, it happens, I guess. And um, I was worried that I might be among them, right? And mercifully, Every test, including one PCR test uh, that I've taken since, and as we record this, is now, you know, seven days at least since I returned, let alone was there. Um, but uh, mercifully, every te- test I've taken has been negative, um, and I took the test uh, two days ago, you know, basically. So uh, still well within, well after the uh, statistical likely, you know, span when I would have caught uh, or had symptoms manifest from covid um, so I, I think I'm in the clear, but I still felt weird. Something was not right. I don't know what it was. Um, it just, something's just weird. You know, I, I didn't know what it was. And um, uh, I just felt lightheaded, you know. Uh, did you did you ever have ear aches as a kid? Like a pain in the ear, like behind the ear, sort of on the, in the head. But it's like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's near the ear. It was an ear ache. Uh, and and they, they just sucked, you know. They really... I never liked them, uh, but uh, they were apparently due to congestion in the um, in something called the eustachian tubes, um, and I never knew that. I mean, I had them as a kid, but I, I haven't really had an earache proper uh, as an adult, and apparently that's because, among other things, the, the tube starts to contort. It's no longer just a straight canal by the time you get older, so it's harder for stuff to gum up the works, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't really understand, but... Um, uh, apparently there are other things, uh, that you can get from this. And one of those is because the accrual sort of disturbs the conduction of sound to your eardrums, uh, and that in turn impacts your balance and your sense of balance. Uh, uh because of that, uh, it's possible to get dizzy, right? I feel lightheaded. I feel, and I feel borderline motion sick. Um, if I'm staring at my monitor for too long or if, uh, you know, I, I turn my head too quickly. It just, I feel, bleh, you know, not good. Um, and I was just like, well, why do I feel like this? I felt lightheaded. And, and, and actually the only times I can remember in recent memory ever feeling lightheaded like this uh, were when I had COVID. And I assumed it was because of the fever. I had this sort of sensation when I was very young uh, and I had a fever. Um, and so I thought maybe it was just that. Now I, Now I understand that it's due to congestion, which of course was, you know, it's not surprising. It wasn't a coincidence, uh, but it was coincident with the, the, uh, the cold that I had a week before going to Atlanta. So I had a, I had a little bit of a cold, evidently some like vestigial residual drainage. Uh, then I get on a plane, there's altitude changes and, you know, for whatever reason that creates a perfect storm where you get this like gumming up of the works and you get this dizziness. Um, and so here I was freaking out because I'm like, Oh, Oh goodness! I've got a, I've got a, this dizziness. Perhaps I have a fever about to happen. 
Uh, and of course, I had just been exposed possibly to COVID. And so, you, as you can imagine, it's just been, it's just been a silly um, Seinfeldian like week where it's just one thing. Well, you think it's one thing, but it's not. It's quite, it's quite the other. And uh, anyway, I'm glad to have an answer for that. I'm not out of the woods yet. I still feel dizzy. I wouldn't want to, you know, drive a car, for example. But um, at least there's a cure. <laughs> and at least it's not COVID. So that's good. Uh, as an asthmatic, as you dear audience will likely know, I am particularly uh, disinclined to want to get COVID. I mean, I know most people don't want to get COVID, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I avoid it like the plague that it is uh, for my poor, poor uh, lungs. Anyway, that's, that's good. I guess I'm, I, all, all that, all that said, I feel, you know, could be worse, right? Let's see. What else? Um, in just a short while, not too long after we publish this episode, in fact, I'll be doing another episode of the Cloud Native Crew with my teammates, Cora and Deshaun, uh, Deshaun uh, Carter and Corey Borklade. They're on my team. Uh, and it's, the show is on uh, our Tanzu Twitch channel, so twitch.tv forward slash VMware Tanzu. Uh, and of course, I'm glad for today's episode, too. Uh, I was not... I was not um, not feeling so hot, like I said, when I when I recorded this episode. Um, and I was looking for, you know, I mean, it's always good to talk to nice people. But today's guest is Glenn Renfro, who is, among his many other talents, um, a an engineer on the Spring Cloud team. He's a, uh, you know, pathological t-shirt, uh, <laughs> t-shirt, uh, you know, image wearer, whatever. You know, he's got all these, these amazing t-shirts. He's, he's a... Uh, He's a human teddy bear, frankly, and uh, and uh, he's just just one of the nicest people I've ever met. Just period. There's no qualification to that. I just I adore Glenn Renfro. He's a, an Atlanta Java User Group leader. He's a DevNexus core organizer as well. So just one of the good. He's one of the good good ones. You know, he's one of the one of the ones you root for in all situations whenever possible. And uh, I was just super happy to get a chance to talk to him. I I sometimes had to look away so I didn't get nauseous because I was staring at the monitor and I was getting seasick kind of which is strange i'm just staring at my computer screen um but it was just such a great such a wonderful conversation uh so yeah i hope you enjoy the episode i didn't realize this but the last time he's last time he'd been on the show was right as the pandemic descended upon us so like march of 2020 apparently i can't believe it i mean that that pandemic sure compresses time that means i've done you know more than 104 episodes since he was on the show. And I, and, and that just feels like a, uh, I've let you down. I've just, I've, I've done bad. I've done a bad thing here. I am. Um, I'm sorry. I will try to never do that again. Standing rule. Glenn Renfro should be on the show as often as humanly possible, uh, because he's awesome. And, uh, you know, the world needs more Glenn, not this. So with that, my friends, that last hour of conversation that's not recorded no that was just that was just you and me shooting the breeze uh (laughs) like people do after a successful uh dev nexus show i haven't seen you in literally days i i I have not seen you in days but it was just good to see that you were in 3d i mean it was awesome you too i mean i was like my gosh you you do exist now in 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 my realm you're an avatar i was was in your realm yeah, no, I was in your realm. Was, that was Dev Nexus. That was uh, Glenn's. Uh, no, what's a alliterative word for like domain or realm that starts with G? 
Uh, well, Glen is a valley, so, so you were in my Glen. You know, so we were in the Glen. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Right, oh, Glen's Glen. Glen. No. There you go. Yeah, Glen's. <laughs> oh, that's a problem. No, Renfro's realm. There you go. That's easy. Renfro's realm. There we go. I'll yeah. take that. Bought it. <laughs> Put a stamp on it. Signed, sealed, and delivered. How oh. are you? Still COVID free, man. That's the, uh, so far. Uh, I heard a like a person or two may have gotten that. Uh, a couple people did did get did did contract <laughs> and become COVID positive while at that Dev Nexus. And folks, I just got zero ready. or more. Zero or more. Zero plus one or more. Zero plus in. Yeah. But yeah. it it's just folks. We just have to remember when you are with in a group of people. It yep. is, you haven't seen them in a couple of years, right? And it's a big yeah. reunion. You got to remember, COVID is out there. So remember, uh, use your elbows, use your fist bumps, have your masks on, okay? Because even though we were all, you know, you're all vaccinated, guess what, folks? It's still out there. Our, our you know, our numbers were low. Atlanta was like 87 per 100,000 case, really low comparatively. But yeah. Sometimes it just takes one person to come in that did didn't know that they were sick and and then you get a breakout. And so sometimes that does happen. So stay vigilant, folks. It's we're not out of the woods yet on this COVID thing. So stay vigilant. Not even close. I mean, hopefully I don't have it. I hopefully you don't have it, but we're still a little we're still a little close to the uh, horizon, aren't we? Like uh, That's it. As we record this, it's less than a week later. So far we're okay, but there's a lot of us that maybe maybe not, you know, who knows? That's it. Uh, but otherwise, I'm good. How are you, man? Are oh, you? man, i tell you, I am having fun. I mean, I, if I, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a lot of code. I'm doing a little bit of talking from here and here, there and yonder. I'm wearing stupid T-shirts. I mean, <laughs> life can't I get any better. So, yeah, this one, I, it's, this is an old but good one. This is uh, uh, Team Spring because winter hurts my face. So Because when what? Winter hurts my face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have yeah. to have a sense of humor on everything. It's like the T-shirt yeah. I wore that everybody wanted to take a picture of. Said, uh, you see this father and son, and the son looks to the father and says, Dad, we're clouds made of. And this father looks at him and responds, Linux servers mostly. So. <laughs> what, what's that song, uh, Father and Son? Oh, God. Um, oh. Um, Cat Stevens. Uh, Yes, uh, 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 I'm having to go through it. Uh, um, cats in the cradle. Little, gosh, what is that? Come on. Now, Yusuf and Cat Stevens did, uh, did Father and Son, a song called yeah. Father and Son. Cats uh, in the Cradle is, um, the man on the, you know, Cats in the Cradle, Silver Spoon, something, yeah. something, Man on the Moon. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, gosh, what was it? I'll never find it. It'll, it'll, it's, it's lost. No, but I found oh, the one. It says father, father and Son is a popular song. That's its name. Yeah, that's the one. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Which is good because, you know, why well, think if you can just Google it? Um, okay. So anyway, that, that, yeah, that's the, the cloud is mostly Linux servers and, ah, oh, my, you know, my goodness. Good stuff. Hey, all, all, hey all, you all work on Spring, I... right? You know, the last I hold on, let me go check. <laughs> yes yes i do yes yes okay. i do so, i <laughs> have you been have you uh what, what do you think of that whole spring native thing huh that's gonna be big 
you know, I, I, I tell people this. So when I first, so I was working on task and I started, so what it is, is, you know, you start the app and it goes, right? So I go through yeah. and I'm working with the, you know, working with this, this is when we were still working on like, you know, the spring native experimental project, right? And, and it's yeah, going yeah. into like spring and like spring six is going to have it. Spook oh, it's going to be marvelous. It. Oh my Glorious. God. Let me, just, let me enjoy that moment for a second. Oh gosh, it's beautiful. Uh -huh. So we, we were working to make it easier for everybody else. And I was working on putting all the hints into place. So people just start a, a spring cloud task yeah. app. And, and I was sitting there and I ran it and I was like, you know, going back over to look and it was like, it's done. Uh, I thought, oh, it failed. No, no, it's it done. Went, ran. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he's like, look, hey, Julia, come here. <laughs> I ran it five, <laughs> look, it's fast. <laughs> the startup time is incredible. Look how small it is. And, oh, and yeah. Look, and it was just like easy. Yeah, that's what I want is more of that. You know, that stuff's going to be uh, glorious. So we're, uh, we're, I don't know, it's April. April 2022, and so end of this year. By end of this year, people can get their their uh, their mitts on um, Spring Boot three, which in turn is based on Spring Framework six, which in turn has native support for native, which is a bit of a mouthful. So it'll be integrated from the get go, out of the box, no need for extra uh, plugins and configuration and what all. And it's gonna be oh, so good. So okay, so Spring Spring Cloud Task uh, is native. Support it, 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 yes, it's native. I mean, it was it's like batch native, spring batch, batch works. native, spring yeah. task native, and then you can put batch and spring together and emit events through Spring Cloud Stream, uh -huh. which is native. Oh my gosh! Oh my. You know, and then I haven't like, even tried that. Yes, Wait, go does, for it. Can I do? Can I do Spring Cloud Stream uh, like function native? Like, can I yeah. do apps for data, data flow that are native? Yeah, that part I don't know about. Yes, yes, no, yes, yes. Really? Native, yeah, I think yeah, I think they got function and native going together. I mean, it's like, uh, but, you know, but I mean, can I register dog it as cats a... living together? I mean, it's, it's yeah. beautiful. Anarchy. No, but uh, can I do uh, can I do like an app in Spring Cloud Dataflow that is in turn in, like if I want to add an app, a starter, you know, like a I want to add a, a processor, a, a source, or a sync. Can those in turn be native, or do they have to be jars or containers? They have I guess they can be containers. They have to, they have to be. Well, they have to be containerized. You couldn't. So like. So like data, so folks, Dataflow is basically a orchestrator for launching your task apps um, and managing like and I'm launching ten thousand batch apps and tasks or deploying hundreds of thousands of streams. It allows you to orchestrate it, right? So that's just give you a little heads up on that. It's awesome, a product. Um, but yeah. if but if you are using it in like Kubernetes, right, or Taz, um, it's got to be containerized because uh, the local what we have, we call our local deployer, which will run it locally on your local machine. We'll make a jar call and and launch your, your boot app, boot jar, do it beautifully. But if you're pushing it, but if you've got an executable, it doesn't launch the executable. But what it will do right. is if you have wrap that executable in a container, like a Docker or whatever, uh, it's like, yeah, I'll kick that off. No problem, right? You know, register your container on your uh, Docker image. Your, or sorry, container via Docker, and then say, tell Dataflow, hey, I want to launch, you know, these five apps, you know, one source, four, three processors are in a sync on yeah. my Kubernetes over here. Go to it, have some fun, and it'll do it. And those yeah. can be native, and so you'll have that small footprint, right? Small footprinted app that starts fast and stays small. So so good, which is great, especially because with with um, with Dataflow. You know, okay, so okay, let's say you had a regular 
messaging app, right? You're just yes. it's spring integration and spring for Apache Kafka, and uh, you don't have anything higher level than that, right? And so what you want to do is to have a pipeline where um, for each new user, there's an inbound adapter that listens for messages and, uh, and does something, right? So you've got, you know, and you can actually dynamically create in integration flows, right? You can actually, in yes. the same JVM virtual machine, I can launch multiple integration flows, right? Uh, as opposed to just a singleton one that used to have in Spring Integration, like 1.0, right? Right. Um, and what you would do is you would wrap those, you'd create those as Spring Cloud Stream apps. So basically right. what but, you would do is, yeah, go ahead. But by creating Spring Cloud Stream apps, you're redundantly creating a JRE, you're redundantly creating the messaging infrastructure, the connection factory is being created multiple times. So each new user has a new whole app, you know, and so... It's you could do a more efficient thing by writing Spring Innovation code, but it would be a lot more work, right? Yes. And so yes. now native gives us the best of both worlds, which is really it's not that expensive to spin up a new a new container now. You know, right. it's, it's more than you if you create a new integration flow, maybe. But then again, at least you have fault tolerance along one particular user, you know, isolation. And now it's just it takes up no space and almost no space, you know, very little. So now I'm like best of both worlds. It's fast. It takes up no footprint. I can deploy as many of these as I need in my cluster, and it's still just 100 megs. You know who cares? Um, and and as the opposed best to a thousand or more is, is that like so like when you create a Spring Cloud Stream app, like let's say I'm yeah. creating a processor, right? That yeah. processor, I write. I don't. I don't think I'm writing a Spring Cloud Stream app. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not creating a a a integration app. I, all, you know, you're not getting rid of Spring integration. What you're doing is you're adding it, just you're pushing down the layer. And Spring yeah. Stream says, here's what I'm going to do for you. I want you to think of function. Yeah. I want you to think of an in and an out. And I want you to write that function. It's a Java 8 function. I want you to write it. And I want you to test that function. Write your UAJ unit test. It's all function, right? Yeah. And then I drop that function into my Spring Cloud Stream app. I add my Spring Cloud Stream dependency. I add my binder, let's say Rabbit, Kafka, Kinesis, Google Pups up, whatever. And then I I can then either like just straight there, launch it on my machine, and it will, let's say if it's Rabbit, it just says, hey, I'm going to look at the defaults, hook it into Rabbit. I've got right. uh, in and out, all that's created for me. And all I wrote was a function. Now, if I dockerize yeah, the thing, job until function function. That's it. Yeah, just so a bean of focused. that type in your application context. That's couldn't it. Be easier. It couldn't be uh, yeah. easier. And and then I could also take that function into Lambda or whatever. And Absolutely. instead of using Kafka and streams, I could use a function as a service invocation. You know, if a message comes in via the gateway and lambda or, or azure functions or google cloud functions or whatever same thing just an event that triggers the invocation of my function who cares what the source is absolutely it's be big man it, i think stuff. it's gonna be i think it's gonna hit i think it's gonna be popular i'm just just yeah. thinking about that way just scaling up <laughs> that's the thing i, I spent I, somebody sent me a message the other day uh just completely like bewildered by the dizzying but delightful array of options for people who want to do messaging in the spring ecosystem and he peppered yes. me with so many questions and I was like, oh, wow. Wow, okay, so I, this is, this, it's on me. I got this one, I'm gonna make it better. Let's do a call. So I did a, like a one-on-one -on -one call for, I did a presentation for, for this gentleman, just one person, uh, just, just to like start him from like, here's integration, here's a message channel, and then 
here's spring cloud stream. And then here's, you know, it just, you know, it's actually, I did spring for spring for Apache Kafka, then spring integration, then spring cloud stream. And then, you know, functions and all that. And it's just, you, you just start layering and you start realizing, okay, this, that same Kafka app can get down to like nothing. It can be function with a string if you want it to be, or a function with yes. a customer, you know, it goes from nothing. To, it goes from like, you do all this to just what, what Kafka, you're just running a function now. Um, and that's the goal is you want to think about your business problem. You don't, I don't, when I write this up, I don't know it's going to go on a messaging framework, right? Yeah, I don't okay. know if I'm going to pop it on a Lambda. I don't know if I'm going to have a spring cloud test that just wakes up and calls the function. Yeah. And it, it, why not? You could, right? It doesn't, nothing prevents that. And, and it's, it, it tasks us. Okay. You know, you want to do uh function data plot, go for it. I don't care. You know? <laughs> and it's great because every, but that, one function and that one library can be applied in what 10 different places but that one function stays what it just it's it's self-contained self-tested it just does and mm-hmm. that's what i love about what what where we're going with this is it's like you focus on that you you know put it where you need to go and put your set up your uh spring pop, spring boot starters there you go and, and you know, like, if you just if you do that and you give us uh let us take the take the lead on the rest, we'll make sure that that function starts up in tens of milliseconds uh, as yes. well for Lambda and for other scenarios, right? So, and it takes, you know, 40 megs of RAM, you know, plus your container might be a hundred. No, wait, yeah. hold on. Let me, let me go back to that 40 megs of RAM. Let's yeah. just think about that for a minute. Isn't that great? Mm. Mm. If only Slack was written in spring native. <laughs> oh. We have to pull in the dirty words. Come on, man! Really? <laughs> hey, actually, does the Java have you tried the JavaFX stuff with Spring with like GraalVM? I'll bet yeah. that. I bet Gluon, Gluon, JavaFX. Those those guys and gals are doing amazing stuff. Um, let me see. Do they have? They must have GraalVM support because because you could can you imagine writing a you could write Slack. It could be a. It could be. Oh yeah, there's a blog there. JavaFX in the new era of GraalVM from 2020. Um, e-paper, an interesting use case for JavaFX. Okay, go on. Um, and yeah, the, okay, so you can do. Oh, wow. Uh. GraalVM. You can. Oh, and, and so have you seen, have you seen the, um, the GitHub action for GraalVM? Yes. Yes, that is. That is hot sauce right there. Because the one thing that GraalVM doesn't have just yet is a uh, cross compilation. Like on with Go, you can just you can create binaries from your Mac that are for Windows or Linux or Windows, right? right. Um, you can't do that with GraalVM. When you compile a native app on on Mac, you get an, a Mac binary, which isn't great if you're trying to create a Linux container. So you right. you and and the easy solution that most people have access to anyway is just to put it in a CI environment, and the CI environment will in, invariably be Linux. Uh, but Go- GitHub Actions has something called matrix builds. So you can actually specify multiple dimensions. You can say for these different operating systems and for these different versions of Java, do a cross multiplication and run the build for every one of each, you know, for every permutation. Man. And uh, so now nice. I can create, I do git commit, git push, CI environment runs, out, out comes a native binary. I, I deploy that to my GitHub uh, uh, packages or, you know, my container registry or whatever, you know. And I can have a Mac, Linux, and Windows binary built as a result of my code on my on my Mac or my Linux machine or Windows machine, you know. 
That's and they're all VMs actually compile faster than when we first remember when we first started and it was like oh. uh, we were doing a compilation and it was like hold on I'm gonna make dinner and it's uh, yeah I'll be back in a little like while 15 minutes and now it's down my most of my by the way it also works on the Apple M1 I've been hey, I heard like they M1. did that last was it like oh. a week or two ago as of the weeks ago. Of this, yeah of the recording of this yes I was like finally woo now I can it's get my Mac M5 and be like amazing uh, amazing yes yeah. Uh, so my builds, if I do a, like a typical Spring Boot app, uh, my builds are like a minute, you know, just a yes. minute or less sometimes, maybe 50 seconds for, uh, if I don't have like a lot of stuff going on, 50 seconds. And then you get an app that's, you know, light as can be, light, uh, light as, uh, uh, light as, light on its toes. So I just keep thinking about like what kind of, because I, okay, so, you know, we have Spring Shell, right? Spring yes. Shell is an interesting, weird place for Spring to play. It's a client technology, right? It's not something yes. you deploy in a server side. And, you know, when you're deploying clients, you don't want to tell people here, like, have you used the Azure uh, or AWS command yes. line? Tool? Yes. They, they bring in Python, right? Um, and I like Python, but you can't, you got to ship your own thing, right? And it becomes, it just, it, it's always this like nightmare. If you've got a different version of the Python operating system, or if you're still rocking like Python 2 and the whole world has told you not to, uh, right. you know, whatever. Uh, you're going to get problems, you know? And yes. so Spring Shell is one of those things where you have to ship a JRE, but now it's native. So now I can create a Mac, Linux, or Windows binary, ship a Spring Shell app. And then if you still don't have the binary you're looking for, well, then just download the JRE and use the uh, Java version. That's fine too, you know? Uh, yeah, you know, so Yana was the one that actually did that. And it was like, he said, yeah. I, I bet I could do this in no time flat. And he, 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 he knocked that sucker out. And, one of the good things is, is guess what we use? There is a product that we use at Spring that uses the Spring Shell, and that's Spring Cloud Dataflow. Because with Dataflow, if mm -hmm. you're like, I want to design my streams, I can do use the UI. Uh, yep. We have a RESTful interface, so you can have it into the CI/CD, or we have what we call the Dataflow Shell that's built on the Spring Shell, and yeah. you can, they can use that to create what all your good magic of, 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 of. of you know, creating your streams, you're launching your tasks, all that good stuff directly from that oh, wow. wonderful shell. It's beautiful. Any, any plans to release native binaries now? I'm sure there's a little bit more work involved since you're doing so much with the API server, but you know. What, with with the data flow? <sighs> Gotta talk to them. Just the client. Talk to the, folks. the client? Just uh, the client. I don't know. I have to ask. Nope. I have to ask. So, you know. Because the server side, I can't even imagine what would have to be required because that's a lot of stuff. That would be the ultimate test bed for native and yes. obviously you couldn't do it now you have to wait until spring framework six and boot three which is still later this year right but can you imagine how oh that'd be so cool i mean that it doesn't be. really matter for data flow since you know it's a long-lived thing and there's only one instance the api server it's much right. more the apps that would be native that would be beneficial well, the, the apps and the client. we've already we've uh, we haven't i can't say we haven't formally released a guideline on it yet but i've i have taken where i've packaged up like executables that we compiled and had data flow said launch that data flow and it was like okay it's a container it's a container i'll launch the container and container just goes and does because and, and function and all the uh function apps work just fine and native yeah well, so, so far, far so good tell, so far so far so good yeah i spring integration have you seen like even spring integration now has really good support for native i that you you could you could have blown me over with a with with you know, whatever people use to blow people over. Like I, I couldn't believe how well that worked. It was great. I just, I used it the other day um, for a video, a spring tips video a few months or minutes ago. I don't know. It's all kind of blurred together. 
but uh yeah integration you yeah, know that's I, my baby right like anything that, messaging in the spring ecosystem i love that is that is a beautiful thing as far as what they did with the integration on the compilation now i well, on the data flow side we have not like I said, we haven't authored a letter on how to do it properly, but we've done our experiments on it and it worked well. But uh, ah. yeah, just like I just want to be honest, we've we've kicked the tires on it using sp the Spring Native mm -hmm. project. So letting you know that we've we've been playing with it. This is good. Well, I think so I can I can already hear the clamoring. Do people? Is there a noise when people clamor? <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's. A I can already see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I can I can already sense. The impending clamoring for such a blog, my friend. I think that's going to be a thing that'll be on your, on your, uh, at, the, at the very bottom. The to-do list. Of the to-do list, the perennial to-do list. Yeah, um, that and you know, how's that cure for cancer coming? Making progress. <laughs> like, somebody. No is. pressure, Glenn. But what? So, somebody is. Yeah. <laughs> Keep, I keep keeps dropping to the end of my to-do list. I don't know what's going on. It seems weird. Um, actually, isn't that the very definition of bike shedding? Right? Like um, <laughs> the whole theory behind bike shedding is people volunteer to work on the things for which they feel like they can contribute, uh, right. or to which they feel like they can contribute. Right. So, so if you have to build a new nuclear power plant, and the local town, every all the townspeople, you know, show up to volunteer to help out. It, a lot of people are going to have very strong opinions about the color of the bike shed, right? The paint to be used oh, on the bike shed. Got it. Got it. But very few it. people are going to have the opinion or the expertise to volunteer about how to build the reactor, right? <laughs> um, and so you get a lot of like noise for things that aren't important because very few people, that's what they feel like they can contribute to, you know? Who cares right. what color the bike shed is, right? Well, these people do, but it doesn't mean it's important, right? It sort of misses the point. Um, but yeah, I like, I think that's a lot. Of, that's a reason why a lot of people don't put cure cancer on the top of their list because we're still sorting out the color of the bike shed in the facility where they cure cancer. You know, exactly. I got. I, I get you now. Yes. It was a long way around. Stroking locutus. <laughs> I love it. It's love it. Yeah. Uh, anywho, so, uh, who are you? I, I don't know what we're, I, I think we mentioned your name, but who are you? What do you do? Okay, well, folks, really, really quick. Um, I am Glenn Renfro. I am uh, a, one of the Spring Engineers. I know that uh, uh, some of the Spring Engineers. Are, how did he get here? But uh, I work on uh, Spring Cloud Task, Spring Cloud Dataflow. If you haven't already heard, we mentioned those a couple times. But also work on once Spring Batch. Yeah, just once or twice. Yeah. I also work on Spring Batch with my mood. Uh, Basin, and so uh, I got touch on that. Uh, I work on the Spring. Uh, work on spring cloud stuff from time to time. Um, yeah. Just finished up a presentation with uh, Oleg on spring cloud stream and function. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. We co presented. Another, it was awesome. Another spring uh, integration legacy engineer ninja type. And I can tell you to this day, if you ask him uh, uh, EIP, he could tell you probably page and num uh, uh, a pattern <laughs> and page right. uh, from the Enterprise Integration Patterns book. Wrote um, verse, baby. That's it. And we, 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 we even, I even put like a little <laughs> picture like on the corner of one of it. And somebody says, does anybody know what that is? And somebody like two or three people said, that's the Enterprise Integration Pattern book. It's like, yep. You're yeah. Right. You get a T-shirt. So you get a prize. Here's a copy of Spring Innovation. <laughs> exactly, and it's free. 
it's free. Well, I mean, don't tell them that. They get really ex- they get excited that we would give away something so amazing. You mean I can replace web methods with this free? Oh, did jar? you just say that? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it can't. I'm sure there's some use case for which web methods is better. I just haven't found it yet. You know, forgive me. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, so when I'm not doing that, I am on the board of directors of the Atlanta Java Users Group, along with uh, some really wonderful folks. And uh, that means also I'm on the board of directors for DevNexus as well, because it's all open source, all community driven. Uh, IT That's a great show, by the way. Congrats. Well, thank for, you. Congrats on that. It was it was a so great that. team effort. I get paid in jackets, um, so <laughs> I've got like uh, ten jackets, a couple of vests, uh, some backpacks. So, I mean, I'm really raking in the big dough but, by doing that. But also, all the memories you can handle, all the good all memories the you memories. can handle. Yes. Yeah. This year was something else because I I had see, it was my first. You know, this is I chose DevNexus because I love that show. I Thank chose you. that to be my first in person show since the virus. You know, since 2020, since March of 2020. And uh, it was awesome. I, I saw, I, I saw so many people that I've missed. I I just choked up several times, you know. Uh, I know it's wow, it's yeah. it's one of those things. It's like you you meet somebody you hadn't seen in two years, and it's like don't hug them, don't hug them, don't hug them. Oh, I got I'm gonna hug them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like don't do it. I know, but I haven't seen them in two years. It's oh, not even longer than that. And and it was like, <laughs> so so here's the thing. So. <laughs> The, the last time I was on the show with me and with Josh, and it, it was right after we locked down. It DevNexus oh, it, it was finished. As it was just it was it was you and I had the interview right after DevNexus 2020. Has it been and, that long? Yes, and then we then it locked down, and we just had our first one back in person because last year we did virtual. And last year, if you see a picture of me in the virtual, you'll see that I had my hat on and my mask on, and I had just got over over the alpha version. I had like two weeks prior oh. just just a negative off of that. But this year was first one in person, and uh, it was it was just like I said, it was like a re- family reunion. Well, not family. It was like a reunion reunion. Like we just friends and yeah, getting back it's together. Been- my friend, it's been more than it's been since March of 2020. You're not kidding. I, I would have sworn because you and I talk, uh, you know, not enough certainly, but no, not enough. A uh, fair bit. Yes. And I guess I just kind of didn't occur to me that you haven't been on the show for that long. So we, oh, oh my God. Okay, I was kind of, I was a little bit worried that we weren't going to have uh, much to talk about because what what all could have changed since this uh, podcast and the last one. But you're saying it's been two years and some change already. Yes. Um. Wow. So what, what's changed, uh, you know, besides your, uh, you know, t-shirt. <laughs> My gosh, in two years, um, you know, uh, I, I think like two years ago I was working heavily on data flow. Uh, yeah. since then I probably drifted a little bit more onto the ephemeral side, the batch side kind of things and the task and really worked on that kind of drifted more into the spring cloud kind of things, but still working on data flow, just kind of doing a little bit of everything. Um, right. You know, as just what does it take to get things done and through? So I've been working across those, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the spring cloud ecosystem, just kind of getting in my feet of that. Um, yeah. I mean, spring cloud is, Massive. You've always been part of the Spring Cloud ecosystem. It's just in what corner, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And 
So, you know, but this year it's like, like I said, you know, kind of going in and drawing that bridge between the, the ephemeral side and the, the, the stream side of like, okay, one of the things that, you know, you think about a batch app, you think, okay, it lives in isolation and it's off by itself. And we launch them by schedule and it just kind of go off in the middle of nowhere. And the answer is, well, no, they're a part of our growing ecosystem of, of something that can emit events. It can be a source or, if you will, a, a um, something that can start that event train um, right. and supplier. That's what I'm trying to remember, supplier. And it just, you know, okay, well, well all right, so it could kick off events. But also – Batch apps can be kicked off by events, and so they can be a part of that consumer side. So, you know, as events are going through, you're like, I think we need to kick off this batch job over here because we've, we've earned enough events or something has kicked off. We can kick off the right. uh, batch apps. So Task does that for you. So that, that connection of drawing the ephemeral world into the zone of e the event-driven, there's, there's that bridge there. And so yeah. these things live together. They live I, together, uh, they play together, and hey, if, if this, Kubernetes could create a job for ephemeral-based applications, there's a place in the world for it, yes. I mean, they have scheduled they have jobs, and they have scheduled jobs. Yep. You know, they're, they're, the workloads are there. They, if you build the workloads, if you build, if you YAML it, they will, they they will, will deploy or something, I don't know. Um, hey, so, there's a tension between batch and streaming workloads, it seems to me. Yep. And if you looked at Hadoop, that was very much a, a, a batch use case, right? Yes. Uh, it wasn't meant for online live analytics. And then you come to, you know, Spark, and that's sort of, it's got, it's, it's yeah. batching, but with windowing, so it can kind of feel like chunky streaming, kind of, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and then you go to um, some of the new stuff, I think Aeroflow, maybe it's, and, I mean, certainly Kafka, streams and all that now we're getting into more pure streaming use case right there's right. no batching there it's just it it's ongoing forever uh and i and I, I like our approach because ours is always is ours as always has been why not both no los dos? you know like Absolutely. why can't you have the right solution for the right problem right you know um so if you have a batch use case well we have a project that name that's named spring batch so i think you can figure out what to do there and uh, if you want to do streaming we have a thing called Spring Cloud Stream. So again, right. I think it. But the only question then is, what if I wanted to do? What if, what if I wanted to do both? And Spring Cloud Dataflow is that mm, connective Beautiful, uh, tissue spot. that just makes it work. Yeah, yes. really, really amazing. Um, and it also, for those of you who are still asking, you know, seven, eight years on, yeah, this is your Spring Batch admin as well. You know, this is your, uh, this is what you want instead of that. Yes, absolutely. Spring Batch Admin is gone. Spring Cloud Dataflow is now your admin. So if you're launching thousands of jobs, which ones succeeded, which ones failed, and I need a graphical tool to maybe help me view those, Dataflow. Single pane of glass. Choice. That's it. Yeah. And it's got a beautiful yeah. UI, but hey, I don't want a UI. I want to be able to hit a, hit a RESTful endpoint and have that. <laughs> Dataflow is there for you. Hey, I don't like that. I like shelling. I like command shells. Okay. Use Dataflow. the Spring Cloud Dataflow yeah. shell. There you go. And, you just and there you go. Go ahead. It uses ASCII art. <laughs> you can, you, That's what I, I mean, hear it uses ASCII art. Yeah, it's using ASCII pipeline. Like it's like a source pipe, literally source space pipe space processor space pipe space 
sync, whatever, you know. And and to me, any kind of DSL based on ASCII is that's a winner. It's gonna be big. Have you used uh Neo4j's uh Cypher? Is it Cypher? I think it's Cypher. Cypher, yeah, that's no, no, have not Neo4j. Neo4j Cypher. Did I get the wrong is that the wrong one? No, that's right. It's the query language, right? Um so with Neo4j, you have this uh declarative syntax for queries because you're not actually telling uh, the yes. engine what you want you're telling it what to to look at to find something you know mm -hmm. and so you're saying i want to find something where this node is in some way connected to that node and so this you can actually describe that relationship with ascii and then that's the query you just send that into the engine and it'll find all things no matter how many intermediate nodes in between it'll find all paths that go from a to b where there might be any number of intermediate nodes in between. It could be zero or one or a trillion, but it'll find the path that matches that, right? And so you just nice. draw the path that you're looking for and it'll return the things that match that. So none of this like SQL stuff where, you know, select all from, no, just, I want this show. Here's what I want. You go find it, you know? Um, that is lovely. I was actually just kind of doing a quick read through on what you're showing. I was like, that is nice. That's Michael Hunger's uh, baby. Remember oh, our yeah. friend, uh, her hunger, yeah. Oh, the, I know the one, him. the only, the amazing. Uh, anyway, I think but they yeah. even donated that to the open source. But my point is, it's it's not like a, a de facto standard, uh, and it's all based on ASCII, which makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The other thing is, is like with Dataflow, you can like if you're drawing up your streams, right? You can do drag and drop. But as you do your drag and drop, if you look at the top, it's actually writing that stuff out just ASCII. You know, just a, like yeah. A pipe B pipe C like yeah I want I want a it's trippable source I want to my uh, I want to drop a filter on that says I want a I want to filter on, on anything that has the word pizza in it and yeah. then I have a sync that says I want to write all the anything that has to do with pizza out to JDBC database all right there you go Dataflow has those if you're like well I want to have a special type of output write your own like we talked about write your own app yeah. sit and just you know, instead of writing out the JDBC sync, put your own sync there. Right. Um, which is amazing. Which is, but it's, that's round triple, that WYSIWYG tool you're talking about? Yes. That I can write it and it'll draw the pictures for me, or I can draw the pictures and it'll write it out for me. Absolutely. Either way. Or I can go into the command line and do everything through ASCII, right? Just go in and yeah. write that out. Then go up in through my UI and say, oh, here's the pretty picture of it, right? And <laughs> all is done. And But here's the other thing. So how often do you think you're going to update that filter or those processors? You're going to filter, update them all the time, right? Sure. Well, did you know that Dataflow manages all the versions for you? So you can go, okay, we've got a version 2.1. Okay, update to 2.1, and Dataflow will manage the going out, go out to the pod, replace the pod. You don't lose any messages since we're using a messaging framework like a Rabbit, Kafka. You take your pick between the streams, and then it brings up that next version. Or you can say, ah. We screwed up. Want to roll back? You just tell Dataflow, "I'll roll that one back." Roll yeah, this back. Or you could. Is that Skipper? One. That Skipper does that. Yep, and that does it behind That's... the scenes. Oh, it's All so cool. smart. That's so amazing. And then you say, "Well, Glenn, I live on the ephemeral side. I want to create a workflow." Well, Dataflow has something called Compose Task Runner. Well, I could say, "I want to have run Batch A app, Batch B app, Batch C app." And I don't want to run B or C unless A completes successfully. Right. Dataflow will do that for you through Compose Task. You can say, I want to run them in parallel. Or if batch so, A returns this, you know, returns uh, foo, 
I want to run batch B, but if it returns anything else, run batch C at the data. So about that. Yeah. So what you're doing there is you're aggregating jobs in a pipeline, whereas yes. with batch, you aggregate steps in a pipeline. You got right? it. So, so normally I, I can have a, a return code from each step and I can use that to conditionally execute. I can fork. I can you go, better believe you know, it. I can do that one step to another. But sometimes you build a job and it's single purpose and it works well, but you want the exit code of that job to short circuit or allow yes. the, or to conduct or to short circuit the evaluation of yet another job, right? Yes. So how does that yes. work? How do I pass data out of the job? Like I, I can pass data out of the step by putting it in the job attributes, but how do I pass data from one job in this case, we're not Another. allowing the jobs to exchange data between each other because a job okay. is a job, right? right? Now, what you can do is if you will make your job intelligent, you can certainly pass that in as, um, you know, you can certainly have a communication means between the two jobs. But jobs are really right now, we've had discussions on, uh, of being able to create that context, right? Because we have a step, yeah. you have a context, right? I have a step context. I could have, you know, I, you know as step one goes through, it says <clears> – <throat> You know, the first one, I'm going to grab all the players from the team and write them to this table that start with a letter A. But if there's somebody has scored more than 50 points, right, uh, put that in the context because the next one we're going to run is we want to find the MVP, right? The next step finds the MVP and we'll write that out to a flat file, right? You could put that information in that context so that the next step that runs along comes in and it'll say, oh, Who's the MVPs and pick those out, look up their data and write them out to the flat file. Uh, jobs are more isolated. Our jobs say, hey, I am a job. I do what I do and I do it well. Um, yeah. But what I will tell you is whether I ran successfully and I will tell you a little bit about how I ran. And I could share that with somebody else. In this case, Dataflow and Dataflow said, ah, the player app ran successfully. Okay. Um, now I want to run the coach app, right? And run right. the coach app after that, right? So you could certainly do that. Uh, I, I mean, it's, and by the way, jobs do have a way of parameterizing them. So you can parameterize jobs, but it's just, yes. it's, it's just that you can't use, you can't glean the outcome of a previous job to inform the inputs to another. But there are ways to input, like you can get them yes. from a, whoever launches the job. Or actually for that matter, does, is there, Compose task attributes that are common to both of them? That's what we were, we were looking at adding so that we can actually share that information between composed tasks. We've had, a, or sorry, between the jobs that comprise the composed task. In a composed so task. Is, uh, yeah, in a composed task. So, and the thing that when we talk about composed tasks, remember that a task may be a spring batch app, but it may also yeah. be just a boot app that uses that application runner. And so it's up to you. You may be using the Spring Batch framework, or you might be just using just straight up boot app that starts, does something, and stops. Ephemeral, right? So that's the reason we right. call them tasks and not just batch apps, right? So hence, right. Compose Task ah. Runner runs a task. A task may be just a boot app, or a task may be a batch app. So actually, that's a great point. Really, a task app is a Spring Boot app that has tasks enabled. Yes. That then automatically starts up and runs one of three things, either a spring batch job, a command line runner, or an application runner. 
And yep. am I missing anything else? That's it. You got it. That's it. So, so you don't really have to change anything. You just add at enable task and suddenly it's the task app, right? That's, that's the contract it. here. That's um, the contract that you have with Dataflow. Yes. And so. Yeah. And, and task. And, yep. A ta it's a task. Yeah. Spray cloud right. task. And with Dataflow, Dataflow says I can launch tasks. I can yeah. launch uh, compose tasks. I can run this batch app. And that batch app just has to have enable tasks in it. And then you can have, again, I can have a single app launched that may have multiple jobs in it. So I can say, what's the condition of my jobs? And then I can go to the jobs tab on Dataflow and go, oh, let me look at all these batch jobs. Ah, oh, batch <laughs> job A failed. I want to restart that where it left off at. And you get all that batch richness and be able right. to ob observe that batch richness from Dataflow and be able to take advantage of all the features that batch offers by saying restartability being one, right? And, and restartability and versionability. And versionability, and, yes. And orchestration on the Kubernetes cluster, right? You're, Absolutely. I mean, dollars to donuts, I'm going to use Dataflow to orchestrate the launch of these jobs in terms of containers on Kubernetes. Kubernetes, So yeah. I'm... I can scale out as, I mean, if I have 10,000 jobs to run, that's fine. As long as I've got 10,000 nodes and last I checked, you know, Microsoft Azure does, you know, there's, yes. they have enough computer power, Google cloud. Do you think, uh, do you think that Azure uh, would have Amazon. enough, enough stuff to, to launch 10,000 jobs? I think. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah I think, you're right. I, I'll call my friend, but I'm pretty sure they've got computers. Uh, they're not, they're not out of fashion anymore. Uh, so, you know. I thought we were going back to abacuses and slide rules. I, I really just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so but, that's good but stuff yeah. yeah i'm a big data fan or you can run it locally and on-prem people do that right that's our you mentioned taz earlier what's taz that's the uh that's uh, what we call cloud foundry and so yeah you can do taz you could do uh local uh, i was just talking tap tap oh my gosh tap is awesome oh my gosh yeah that's good stuff that's tons of application platform versus tons of application service two sides to the same cloudy coin <laughs> <laughs> yes, and remember they're mostly run on off, on Linux servers. That's what I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. Like like the father said to the son. Yes. Uh, well, that's good stuff. I want to. I, I I don't have anything interesting to deploy as a data flap. I, you know, what would I deploy? I'm sure there are. I'm sure re like real people have them. Um, but well. Uh, here's what I did like last year. So I did a demo where I was doing like a CDC app and a CDC app yeah. was, was running and it was, it was just observing, I think it was a Postgres database and it was wait for these changes. And what happened is, is every time these changes would come across, instead of like just plunking them to a file, I actually put them on a stream. And the yeah. stream would sit there and it was doing, it would, the mainstream idea was, of course, take these events and as the change updates, update this database over here. Do the job. That's what, is, that's what yeah. CDC does, right? Um, change date. Um, and so the goal was that, but as I do this, I'm going to adapt this stream. I'm going to create wiretaps off this stream. And I'm going to capture some of this data and filter it and say, okay, some of this data, I want to, uh, uh, store off and put into a smaller secondary database that allows people to identify right. special values. And then you, you know, so you're, what you begin to do is create a multi, uh, uh, again, that one manager flow creates all these sub tributaries of data off of that yeah. flow. 
And then so every once process. in a while, you have a router that goes in and says a special condition has been met. And I'd kick off a batch job and I would run a report, <laughs> right? Yeah. It would go in and look at the main data and run a report off that data. And all that was based off of a stream and, or you know, a stream that was basic stream, but I was creating these sub-tributaries and each tributary had a special either handle it or kick off a batch job. Right. And and so those are things you could think about doing um, with with a stream, right? Uh, we've done it where like we're tracking Twitter and as Twitter comes in, you create these streams, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's all sorts of cool stuff that you I, can do with it. I want to I want to recant. I want to um, withdraw my previous statement. I was just as I'm sitting here listening to you talk about all those cool uh, possibilities, my mind wandered to some of the use cases that I actually have intentions uh, for bringing uh, data flow. One of which is my podcast. Um, I have a whole system. There's a whole bunch of things that I, I had to write to build the pipeline that I used to produce put out or produce I, I, was, I was trying to do a portmanteau of put out and produce so produce or something i don't know whatever so um there's a whole bunch of things that i have to do to get a new episode of this podcast out there because every time i start i log into a web app i upload the uh, introduction audio and the interview audio after i've processed it and cleaned it up and you know this that the rest and then uh it, it's a messaging so it's a big spring innovation app right now but it's getting a little um gnarly you know right it's one of the things where it can be easily teased apart and so a bunch of small, singly focused, um, you know, data flow apps, uh, uh, processors and, and the like. Exactly. And so I, I, right now it's, you know, it goes to a Python app, which is Python, right? Not, not uh, Spring Boot. That's the only question. That's my only question mark. Although I know that's possible in data flow as well. As long as it's a container, it's we don't care. way, right? Yes, we yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So I have a container that Python app takes the audio files, does the audio muxing, you know, it actually puts together the final MP3 with the music and all that stuff and the bumpers and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, but then the output of that is I store something in S3 and then there's like, okay, I've got to log into the service and publish the episode, you know, use the REST API. I've got to upload the artifacts to S3 for archival over here. Uh, I've got to send myself an email saying, hey, it's done. Go ahead and check it out. And, and the podcast publishing website, I don't ever auto publish. It goes straight to like, ready to publish, but you have to log in and listen and hit, hit go, you know? Um, and, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. I just, I was just thinking like that would all decompose really nicely into a bunch of messages across data flow. The other thing is, yes, I, because I use email a lot in this process, right? There's like four different emails that are possible. Uh, I, I, and I, and I've got different apps. I've got an API, I've got different services, you know? Um, I would like to have that as an app and I know you already got one, right? There's a data flow email thing. Pretty sure. I think I have to go look. Yeah, it's got to go look at the, yeah. our, our Spring Cloud stream apps here. But yeah, but either way, like I, that thing, I'm tired of like having to recreate the same config to use SendGrid, right? Every time I have to like create the new bean and bubble, you know, it's just why not just deploy it as an app? And, and every time I wanted to in, add a new email notification to my pipeline, just downflow dashboard, pipes and filters that until I get my happy place. Yeah, if you want to take a look at the syncs, you can look up like on github.com slash spring cloud slash spring mm -hmm. applications. And spring then what you're applications. Yep. And then you can go look at, nope. you'll see that there's two different directories. You'll see functions and you'll see apps, Wait, it, right? Applications. Is it spring hyphen applications? 
Spring dash yeah, spring dash cloud slash spring or slash stream dash application stream. Spring cloud stream applications. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. spring dash cloud slash stream applications. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's make no, no, you're fine. You said that you said it right like four times, and my brain just heard the wrong thing and each time. So, so here's the good news is you can click the applications and you can see that they have processor, source, sync, right? Yeah. So go in there. You can look at source. You can see all the sources that we give you for free that you can download or download. You yeah, can just yeah. pull these in, build them. You can look at the sync and you can use the sync. But what's the best part about this? If you go back to the mainstream applications uh, uh, directory, you'll see that there's functions there. Ooh. Select functions. And you have consumer, you have uh, common, you have function, you have supplier. Sound familiar? Select yeah, consumer yeah. and then choose the consumer you want. And then you can take that function there and reuse that function as many times as you want. The apps just take advantage of the functions you've already written and just packages them up into a nice little app. But the app is really nothing more than what? Just And I don't see a, a email. I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't see it either. That's gonna be uh, that's like five minutes that I'm gonna have to do by myself, you know. I know, uh, man, but 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 uh, write it once and contribute it back to us. Come on, exactly. It's we can do it. We can do it together. Yes, and and more to the point, like I won't have to rewrite it each time, and it, this is way better than having to do it because I do this a lot. I, I I keep on thinking what I want is like an event bus where I can just say, hey, send this email to the following people with the following subject, and just I don't want to worry about it because I'm tired of having to store credentials in each of these services, you know. Absolutely. Um, I just want to be able to connect to the bus and then have a, a destination for email. And that'll be, that is a canonical enterprise integration kind of thing. And, this is Dataflow 101. And what's the best part about Dataflow? And this is Dataflow slash stream is like you say, hey, I want to send out an SMS message to my best friends or how yep. dare I say a Slack message. Yeah. You could certainly oh, – I know. I had to bring in a cuss word. I apologize. But what you could do is you could actually tap off right between that last processor but right before the uh, your email um, consumer is you can add other consumers that say, I'm going to send an SMS message to folks and saying, hey, the latest podcast is available. Right. And, exactly. and, you don't, and you never affect the original flow. You're just saying, hey, I just want to copy this message to go over here. And through Dataflow, you just create a new tap. You just keep adding taps to you just rate a just all the know, listeners. Bonkers. Yeah. Yes. And it's all yeah. and it's easy. And that's the best part. You just say, I want to tap here, tap there. And it's again, going back to enterprise integration patterns. It's it's what we call a wiretap. Right. I guess I. I want to stress here. I was just thinking about how this podcast is going to be listened to. And first of all, uh, I think we're kind of all over the place, which is good because we, it's been a lot of fun you for and me. me, man. But yeah, baby. This is, <laughs> if you can't handle the truth, then you're just, you know, get out of the courtroom or something. But okay, no. So, but that's part one. But part two is also, I keep saying pipes and filters. We keep talking about how you just ask your, your way to a solution. And I want to reiterate, it really is like, you know, FTP dash dash and then the property that indicates the host for the FTP server dash yes. dash the property for the port dash dash username dash dash password it's it's in a pipe. pipe it's a pipe it's FTP literally a pipe pipe it's a pipe just like 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 you would write on a yep. Unix think Unix FTP pipe filter yep. pipe yeah uh, 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 
database, right? And, JDBC. And, and then you're adding that's it. dashes to contribute the property so that you know how to. Yes, that's it. Know, Perfect. That's it. That, that's all you're doing. That's like, it, I don't think people believe me. It really is. That's it's insane. It is. Uh, think, think about the classic Unix example. And, uh, you know, yeah. there's, uh, we've done like videos on it. It shows, and you're like, it can't be that hard or that easy. It's like, no, nope. it's that easy. And, well, what's and the cost here, buddy? Oh, gosh. Um, Hold on. Let me go look at the – do you have a pricing sheet in front of you? What's a SKU? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, what does the OSS – what does that stand for? Um, oh, we can't make any money on that one. Oh, yeah. Is this what, free? Open source yeah. community? Uh, bummer. Yeah, bummer. Sorry, folks. It's free. Oh, uh, we got our whole episode's been for not we'll – never cost out. Oh. Hey, you know what? Uh, it, it's open source, but there, it's still – you know, you, you've got to – there's always a cost somewhere, right? you got to pay – somebody to operate the thing so thankfully it's pretty easy to get started how do people deploy that like what's the easiest way to get on kubernetes we happen to have a kubernetes by the way that's our we mentioned tap and you can you you can run that on tanzu community edition which is our yes. kubernetes desktop edition it's like your docker desktop for, for kubernetes you know um pick your pick but your how do favorite. people get it going so in this case uh you down just go to uh data flow just look up uh oh gosh i gotta look i got you you caught me off guard no yeah it's it can oh gosh yeah dataflow.spring.io dataflow.spring.io look it up there we go and look at that there's a getting started button big old installation on kubernetes Create a cluster, Helm. Okay, you're done. You just had to say Helm, and I would know what to do from there. That's easy. There Helm you go. It's awesome. Helm is the bee's knees. Uh, yeah, Helm does for Kubernetes what Dataflow does for data. It gives me a higher-level meta manager thing yes. that lets me see the composites of everything, you know, the comp composition of everything. Well, and, then, and then you go below that, and you can say, I can. it says, developer guides. Do you want to develop your first stream app? Go for yeah. it. If you want to learn how to do uh, how to write your own streams, go for it. If you want to do your own batch processing, go here. You want to know how to do a composed task, go here. I mean, literally, it's like if you go, I, it, don't be afraid to click this. If you click documentation, I, I know. Don't freak out. Don't uh -huh. freak out. Hold, relax, relax. I'm relaxing myself. And they have like installation. Read more. <laughs> Then we can go back to that, and then we see we have batch developer guide, stream developer guide, and you can just – and then we have recipes, you know, just in case you want to start your right. own cooking. We re it, it's really a one-stop shop to say, how do I get Dataflow started? And yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. And the answer Even is pictures. easily. And these are, it does actually. I just noticed, and it's got sample code here. I'm looking yes. at like a, how to build a custom processor and all that. I haven't spent a lot of time in this website, dataflow.spring.io. Of late, and you know what? That's my bad. Uh, I'll take that as a point of point of action. I will follow. This is good. This is really good. This is a uh, wow. Yeah, because I'm going straight to Kubernetes. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. You even got MiniCube. Come on. Yes, I mean the only thing we're missing. I think I think we we're missing Kind. I think we need to throw Kind in there just for the folks who use Kind. Yeah, well, and... I mean, but you've got like uh, Kubernetes picking the right solution. This is good. What is the what is the picking the right solution thing though? I don't know. Whatever. I got I got dropped into the Kubernetes website and my eyes started to water, so I'm, I'm officially <laughs> in open house. But like, you know, 
it's springtime. Got an allergy it, to YAML. Well, you know, and, and that's the thing is that, that, you know, I tell people, I said, they said, what's it like in Atlanta in April? I said, well, we make uh, pollen pancakes here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Maybe that's no, why I have a stuffy nose. It, 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 I tell you what, this time of year, it, it's, it is a point of, in, of, of enjoyment. But I was actually looking up. It's like, I think it's like if you do spring vegetables, I was trying to look at this example. If you look at what we have, what's kind of cool is even on the dayflow.spring.io, if you've never created your first batch job, you can actually go in and look at the batch developer's guide. And it even shows you, it's like, here's a copy paste way of creating your own batch app. Super nuts. And yeah. it's actually a lot of fun. We did this and it's like, it's a lot of fun to do it. So yeah. you, know, you read it, batch enjoy is it. So satisfying. But you can also do it with streams. Create stream one on one. Yeah, I use Batch all the time. I it is it is one of the first things I tried to get working, uh, and I was glad it was already done. It was one of the first things I tried when when native hit because I'm like, Batch is where I want this to be, you know, like like because Batch is just it's going to run for a long time. It's going to yes. it's a long running thing. It just sits there, uh, and this is like a task. In which case, it'll be start and stop. But you know, it, normal Batch apps they just start and they just process whatever jobs get launched, right? Uh, and so I was like, if I could just shave, you know, 90% of the RAM off of that thing and, you know, don't change the code. Oh man, there's so much, cause it does a lot of data. It's data processing. It does. So it's well, data it's like it, so like, you know, a batch, you can always say, I want to partition out a step, you know, I want to partition yeah. it out between like, so I can do like five, 10, 100 partitions. And so Chunks. I can handle stuff in parallel. Well, imagine what if you could do a remote partition and what I mm -hmm. want to do is I want to start up. 20 versions of myself and each version of myself handles this piece of code and each per version is a pod. Oh yeah. my gosh. I can now take up and spin off five, 10, 30 versions of my app, each one handling a small partition of that data. And so it doesn't always <laughs> so have to good. be a threat. Yeah. And spring cloud task lets you do that because batch says, I don't know anything about Kubernetes. I could care less. I care about your data and I'll make sure your data is good, yeah. but uh, if you, but, but tasks is, Hey, 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 don't worry. If you want to break that up instead of putting it all in threads, uh, I'll, I'll kick off a, another version of me and we'll remote partition that out to a, a pod. Right. And there you go. So again, yet spring yeah. meet you where you're at, which is exciting. Which is, it's amazing. My friend, you know, you know where we're at. Oh, we're have at we the top of the hour there? Yeah. What have I know. we done? I have mistakes were made, uh, but I had fun. I, I, I don't know too. what we did. I, I, I feel like we, <laughs> if we haven't lit a, a proverbial fire in somebody under somebody's mental butt, uh, then I don't know. You know. Well, we've you and I get the, together. The spark of, it, of curiosity, folks. Just play this podcast at half speed, and we might our base, yeah. our voices will be a little bit bassier, a little lower. But I think you might get value out of it. <laughs> so much so fast i make no warranties about any of that i just know that you'll hear sounds that's all i can guarantee you utterances, uh, yes, you utterances. Slower. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> who knows if it's intelligible i you're the best i i'm so glad we got to hang out just a week ago yes i missed you already uh so um well let's well, not do it again let's news. not wait two years before the next one What's that? So are you going to are you going to the bring one tour? Are you going to do the tour this year? 
Yeah, fingers crossed. Virus, virus permitting. Yeah, I'll be there. Virus permitting. If virus is permitting, the I will caveat. see you in, ta- in in at least uh, hopefully in one of these places, either Atlanta in October or Toronto uh-huh. in June. So I, hopefully. I like both of those. I do too. I think they're great. I will, I will, if I wasn't excited about going before, I am now because you'll be there, and that's a party. <laughs> Well, sir, thank you so much for the invitation. Do, do, where do people fine. find you on the internet? You know, thank you. Oh. Where do people find you on the internet? Oh, well, uh, uh, you there. can Twitter me. Twitter me at CPP WFS. That's Cat Paul Paul Whiskey Foxtrot Sam. What is and, it for? What does it mean? What is it from? Oh, C plus plus. I I will I, ask me Uh-oh. online. It is a long oh. story. Yes. Oh, okay. It's one of those 90s handles that you got when somebody said, I dare you to do it, and you did it, and then you forgot to change it. <laughs> and so that's uh, – that that's, like? that's <laughs> yeah. well, well, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. So, we, so that's where I can be found. Uh, you can also find me at um, – uh, my handle on Twitter, uh, same same handle on GitHub. It's cppwfs off of GitHub. You can find me. And on that's that. where the action is, really. That's where I oh go. Oh my gosh! How many stuff. how yeah, many repo- before, I know where we got to go. How many repos do you have yeah. on GitHub? How many repos do you have on your GitHub account? Yo, are you so clean? Got, are you clean? No, I'm not clean. I've got more than 500 on my oh, GitHub.com. Yeah. Josh Long. Yeah. No, wait, hold on. It's way worse than that. I've got <laughs> more than 500 under GitHub.com forward slash Josh Long. But I'm part of like 50 different organizations or something like that. Like, and a lot of those I created, and they in turn have five or six repositories, right? Oh, so wow. I'm willing to bet wow. there's probably another 50 or 100 just in those organizations, you know? Like, I, like, for example, each book gets its own organization, right? Uh, or each video yes. I do gets its own organization. And, uh, you know, and I've got a bunch of open source stuff as well. And it's just, oh, wow, GitHub has been, they are not getting enough money from me. That's for sure. I, 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 I appreciate them very much. Don't take my money. But if you want it, I'll give it to you. Get up if you're listening. You know, I appreciate you. Oh, I've never wanted to pay somebody, but forget so I, I, I lost can... you, boss. You lost me. Well, I think that's time for us to go then. Bye, buddy. A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. 
I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.